We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. Tuesday edition Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio. I have no idea what we're going to talk about. No topics at all today. The college football circus that it is in uh, full bloom yesterday. Nothing more than... Mostly press conferences to entertain us, but there was a notable firing. There was are coming at the end of the season. There was several things, including uh, something that uh, I just discovered a second ago. Did not realize. With that off the top as well, a lot of stuff coming up on today's show. Ole Miss basketball had their exhibition game against Tusculum last night. They won by like fifty. Mr. McCready was in attendance, but was we're there. not really going to focus on much on that today. We'll get to that later, if at all. Ole Miss opens. The season Monday, uh, men and women on a Monday. The uh, women with the kids' days again, kids' day game against uh, Queens at eleven o'clock, and then the men that night seven o'clock. Alabama State, is that correct? Yes. Okay, there we go. Good. And Alabama State, the opponent for the uh, men's. Get on all those stuff. MPW Digital, all podcasts brought to you by Twisted T. More on them in a little bit. And obviously, the Oxford Exxon, you're coming to town this weekend. A lot of reasons to stop in. The catering for the Grove, still got time for that. Ribs, pulled pork, lunch specials. So many options there with Oxford Exxon. Also, the helmet decals on Saturday morning. The chance to win the game day shoes for home games and more. You know about the lunch specials, 569, two sides bread, any size fountain drink, and more. And the beer cave, if you're just hanging out, coming to town, leaving town, or just in town and need a beer tonight. They can hook you up there at the Oxford Exxon. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call the number, ask for Corey Clark, tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours. Um, right to the bottom line, there's no hassle, there's no haggle. You get your quote, the rest completely up to you. You can shop your quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and let's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Got a guest join on the Campbell Clinic hotline. Campbell Clinic's in Oxford now, 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102, just across the street. Uh, from the cottages at Hooper Hollow, the Campbell Clinic provides full-service orthopedic care, everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care to pediatric orthopedics, physical therapy, and more. To book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or call 901-759-3111. Walk-ins always welcome 
the Campbell Clinic Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. So plenty going on, like I said, uh, mostly press conference related, which is not typically the case, but college football always gives a reason you love the stupid, stupid sport, and it's for things like yesterday for the uh, most part. So we'll hit a good bit of it. A couple things off the top, though. One, uh had a friend text me last night, Neil. Um, it is not on Bill Street. The uh, Yale practice is okay. on Friday at Lamar Yard in Oxford. Oh. There is a website where you can plan your midnight Yale festivities and make sure you as an Aggie know where to go on each road game. They're going to the do season. this at midnight? I don't know what time it begins. I don't know if that is a literal thing or not, but Lamar Yard is the location Friday for Midnight Yell. I saw the oh. website. I had a friend who has been to one before. Show it to me. Tell me that's where it will be. Carson might make a little Uber money oh. on Friday. Midnight Yell? Yeah. He might. He, the he, person who told me was was unsure if when they do it on the road, if they do all like the dad jokes and make fun of the opposing team, or if it's simply doing the cheers and getting ready and getting your voice pre- prepared for a raucous Saturday morning at the Vault Hemingway Stadium. <laughs> Lamar Yard, the location. Okay, I got to find a time on that. that I, I, this this might happen. Look, there might be a time. I'll look at that. I, I did not look for that. I've got a seventeen-year-old designated driver. I mean, I told you yesterday. He's always looking for money. If I said, hey, 50 bucks if you'll drive me to and from Lamar Yard. I realize that I'm probably just setting Luker up for a problem. But I said yesterday, you really should help the kids. You do the Aggie Yell Leader video. Do all the hand signals, all the just gestures and gyrations and things that they're doing there. By the way, thoughts and uh, prayers to Michael and his family. There's there's a, a person. Oh, really? Yeah, a, a, a health situation oh, that's ongoing. So uh, he he will be he will be out of town the next few days. Um, he's already sent me his picks. He'll be out of town the next few days. So I'll be uh, I'll step up and try to handle the recruiting for the next few days. But think about Michael and his family. Yeah. So other thing too, I noticed this. <clears throat> There's always no good segue out of that. So it just is no, it it's is. okay. Uh, I just thought of it. I wouldn't. Dellinger on Yahoo Sports this morning. I keep forgetting he's a colleague now. Um, <laughs> what? Nothing. We have a lot of ex- we have a lot of connectivity lot there. there. There's a yeah, lot yeah, there. Yeah. First time since 2012 that on Halloween, not a single uh, coach has been fired in college football. It's because firing them is expensive. That's the point. Yeah. The article here and it dovetails into the conversation we're going to have in a couple different ways throughout the show today. So I thought it was. Uh, fortuitous that we are seeing this right now brian harson was fired on thanksgiving last year and he was the seventh fbs head coach of the season to be fired or resign for performance reasons during the season at that point by halloween a year removed from that different place in 2023 again zero have been fired or resigned for own field performance right so far this season uh agent says a lot of guys who are on the fence are owed a lot of money because buyouts are at an all-time high 46 coaches have a buyout of at least $10 million. 46. 25 coaches have a buyout of at least $20 million. 15 coaches are at $30 million or more. I mean, <coughs> not to belabor it, it's very simple. If you are going to fire a coach and pay that sort of a buyout, you better have a really good plan in place. The jobs that he lists to watch in the coming weeks – um, at this point, by the way, in 2012, the first firing came three weeks into November, so it was still a good ways away. Okay, at that point, 
this is an obvious one, Michigan State. They have an interim coach because of Mel Tucker. Sure. Interim coach at Northwestern. Their job will be open after the Pat Fitzgerald thing. Again, neither were on-field reasons. West Virginia, Neil Brown, his buyout's $13 million. I think he'll survive. Okay. Obviously, the weird situation at Michigan with Harbaugh, he is on the list. His think, buyout is 25-plus. I think he will be coaching in the National Football League. Dana Holgerson is on Dellinger's list, $15 million. That's a big buyout for Houston. My guess is he survives. Sam Pittman, buyout 11 to $16 million, depending on who you believe, at Arkansas. My guess is he does not. And then notable, because he no, knows he can, people. He can save it. Okay. And then notable, because he knows people here, Mississippi State, Zach Arnett, buyout $4.5 million. After a couple conversations I had yesterday, I would flip a coin. It's it's amazing to me, but I mean, all jokes aside, I put credence into Steve's confirmation of that guy. The screenshot. I'll, I'll just we have time. I'll sure. go ahead and read it. I actually would give Pittman a better chance of surviving right now than I would Arnett. So this came. This was from Steve. Well, okay. So a poster on Steve's page. I think he's on on three now. Is that right? Or twenty four seven? I'm sorry. Whichever one. Um, credit to Steve Robertson. I don't know. I don't know where he is. So this post was on their board. I'm giving full credit here. This is what should be expected. Nobody is going to make any kind of decision about a coach with four more games left to play, nor should they. If we finish five and seven, which is likely because we still play USM, our net will not be fired unless we get throttled in the Egg Bowl. If we win the Egg Bowl and finish six and six and go bowling, that will guarantee our net is given another year. Then when signing day is over in February, we'll be looking at a recruiting class ranked anywhere from 35th to 40th, assuming we hang on to the higher-rated recruits that we currently have committed. And if you followed MSU recruiting long enough, you know that's not going to happen. So we're looking at a historically bad recruiting class this season, one of the worst we've had in a long time. Next season will be a carbon copy of this season or worse, and we'll be going through this all over again for the second year in a row. That will set the program rebuild back even further. So honestly, the best long-term solution for the program might be to lose to Kentucky A&M and get blown out by Ole Miss. The only way Arnett will not be retained will be for that to happen. Steve responded and simply said a reasonable post here. All right. I don't want to spend a hell of a lot of time on Mississippi State because there's other stuff that's far more interesting. But if you're Mississippi State and you want to move on from Zach Arnett, letting one game, even, and I know over there it's the Egg Bowl, which is like the holy grail of all things, which is the reason that they are where they are, frankly. Letting that game determine what you do is so stupid. It's why I, it, 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 we're going to have this conversation about athletics in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Remember that theme. There's so much stupidity in our world, including us, by the way, media, because I've got media takes today. If you are going to fire Zach Garnett, you know that now. What he does against Kentucky or Ole Miss or Southern Miss just doesn't matter anymore. If the decision's been made that this guy is the wrong fit. We went six and six because we beat Kentucky. He's in and cool. We go five and seven, lose to Kentucky. He's out. Like, ugh. I mean, so, so let's just play this out. This is a nightmare scenario, but it is Halloween. Here's the, here's the trick for Halloween. Quinshawn Judkins fumbles twice. Yeah. Jackson Dart plays the worst game of his life. It rains. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something weird happens. Mississippi State 27, Ole Miss 17. Sure. He's safe now? Because of that? 
Yeah. Because Dart fumbled at his minus eight, and they your, picked your, your recruiting class is still going to suck. You're headed to Birmingham, and Ole Miss still went nine and three and went to the Citrus Bowl. That's so stupid. So you you punt for a year, and then it implodes. No, 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 no. No, we'll just fire him next year after they lose to Ole Miss and Oxford. No. <laughs> I mean, okay. But now here's the other question if you're state. Now, I don't want to spend a lot of time. No, I'm, we're I'm good. Doing yeah, it. Yeah. If you're state, okay, you fire Zach Garnett, who's a perfectly good defensive coach. He will sure. get a defensive job within minutes. Yeah. Okay, he will get a defensive job. He'll get his $4.5 million and another job He's cool. at a Power 5 defensive coordinator cool. within seconds. It won't get announced right away, but trust me, the phone will ring. Now what? You don't have him to kick around anymore. And again, he might be God's gift to football in Starkville, but even your message, I said this yesterday, even your message board people, hey, who are we looking at? Who can get Rhett Lashley? What does that do? What does that do? That's changing the game. Didn't Auburn run him out on a rail? Yeah. What 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 does Rhett Lashley do? You're walking into a state where you're competing with Lane Kiffin and into a conference that is just stacked. But to add Oklahoma and Texas to this thing. And God only knows what's coming. Brett Lashley's one completed season as a head coach was SMU 7-6 and six last season and lost to New Mexico in the Sun Bowl. I don't know. Who cares? Now, look, he's, good. he's doing a good job at SMU. It's fine. Yeah. But what if he says no? I don't know. What if he uses it just for a little more money? Yeah, I know. I don't know. Because would you rather have $3 million a year at SMU or $4 million a year at Mississippi State? I know. SMU. Because he's a young dude. Yeah, yeah. Final part of the list, A&M on here, but they still owe Jimbo over $70 million. Syracuse, Dino Babers, 8 to $9 million. Tom Allen, $20 million buyout on Tom Allen. Yeah, I love you, Tom, but $20 million? Hey, kudos to his agent. Is that Jimmy? I don't know. Whoever Hell it was, of a job. Whoever it was did his job. Yep, 1 million percent. Jesus. Don't. There will be no. Parlayed an Outback Bowl in the COVID year into. I won't, I won't listen to the Jimmy Sexton Jimmy Sexton's job is to protect his clients. Mm-hmm. The end. That, big that, titanium shield over them. That, that's, that's his job. His job is not to protect schools, An institution. schools from stupid contracts. It's not. Not his job. <laughs> it's not. People push back. He's evil. No, he's not. You, I, you don't, he can't make you sign it. I, 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 I'm fairly sure that he does not hold... The school's at gunpoint. Yeah. It might feel that way, but it's not really gunpoint. All right. We're going into Lane first. Sure. Okay. Lane Kiffin, his weekly press conference yesterday, what he said, what he meant up, quick hits up, a lot of ways to uh, digest and ingest the uh, press conference from yesterday, including the video up at rebelgrub.com as well. I laughed out loud. He was three on point from the times. very beginning. Um, it was nothing but troll and shade throughout Lane's uh, media op yesterday, where every question came back to the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Yet, it I'm was fairly, all compliments. I'm, it was all compliments. I'm fairly sure that he stopped looking in my direction because he was going to laugh. I was laughing, and he might have gotten amused at me laughing. And he had to. He couldn't laugh. It no, had he to was be, very. It had to be stone faced. He was very quiet and stone faced and sober, and it was hilarious. And I really, I was trying not to laugh because I'm, I'm, I'm t- scolding myself at the time. Well, you can't laugh at this right now. You, you've got to be serious. But it was so funny. And it's from the opening salvo. 
These guys are absolutely loaded. It's actually a mind-blowing collection of talent. As you watch them offensively, defensively, return games, special teams, it's an NFL roster. Height, weight, speed, explosiveness, receivers that can score, blah, blah, blah. The collection, keep that word in mind, Yes. of defensive line has to be one of the best ever. The linebackers, SEC player of the year. It's like a great week of practice, great preparation, great scheme to play these guys. Huge challenge. Phenomenal job of getting a collection of players. They're extremely elite and talented players, even better than a year ago. Big challenge. <laughs> I mean, it's... And there's a lot of truth there. He did nothing but compliment them. And there's a lot of truth there. I mean, I promise you, on their pro day, the NFL will be... There will be there in spades, man. A&M's done a great job of collecting players and putting them together, so it's a big challenge in the next answer. And then... It was hidden at the bottom of an answer, but there were two biggest blows, I thought. One of them, <laughs> that's our goal, to keep getting better and winning games. Yeah. We're going to try to achieve our goals and not let others achieve their goals. I think Jimbo said their goal was to be bowl eligible. <laughs> so if we can get in the way of that, that would be good for us to, oh my God. Yeah, it was just fantastic. <laughs> I couldn't. Oh, he, oh, oh my God. When he said that, I mean, I literally... <laughs> I literally choked. I, was like, I mean, I kept looking around the room like, are you guys getting this? Like, this is amazing. Okay, how much preparation went into this? Or was he just off the cuff for the no, most part? No, it wasn't off the cuff. He was ready to go. Did someone prepare remarks for him? No. He did it? Yeah. No, that's that's... Like, I don't know the guy, but that appears to be his wit. Very it dry. And, and look, it's not the funny who knows. He hates this SOB. Yeah, he hates Jimbo. He hates him and is also has this like weird frustration because he's going, you have so much money. Mm-hmm. You suck. Well, he, you he, should be winning everything. He basically says it. I mean, he basically says, do you know what I do for that collection of talent? We're having to band-aid this thing together yeah, with give the me portal. that checkbook. Let me just go get the five stars. Because Lane believes in five stars. I'll, I'll tell you that now. Whenever somebody does something like great oh, as a yeah, five sure. star, he's like, well, I mean, there's a reason he's a five star. Yeah, that's why he talks about Centurion to the level that he does. Yeah. He'd love to have 10 of those. And he's right about the linebacker for A&M. Yeah, it, yeah. I don't know. If you guys haven't watched A&M this year, warm-ups are going to make you nervous. They, they looked the part. And that linebacker, I, I can't think of his name right at this moment, Dude's a stud. I mean, he is a beast. Highly recruited, and you can see why when you watch him play. He was asked about Max Johnson instead of Connor Wegman. Yeah, I asked that. I asked him. What I said was, has the offense changed since Wegman went out and Johnson came in? Because I had a feeling I was going to get I had a feeling I was going to get what I got. And he had been he had already complimented Petrino in a different question yes. above that. Talked about how he almost he was with him, whatever. He was the qu- offensive quality control guy in Jacksonville when, when Petrino he was, the was the OC. Yes. Back in the late 90s. Yes. And then he says, like I said, they're better personnel than a year ago, and a lot of those young guys are a year older, and they're obviously way better schematically. This <laughs> is great. You're so great. <laughs> Again, it's a compliment. Doing nothing but complimenting their program. Yeah. Nothing. Just... A couple of guys, I won't name names, were frustrated with the press conference. Oh, like really? Media types. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise you. 
basically, well, if they're so great, why are they five and three? And one of the people said that as he walked out of the press conference after Kiffin because he needed to go throw it up as fast as humanly possible. And I said, well, that was sort of the point. Yeah. Sometimes things are subtle. This wasn't even subtle. Ask about Georgia's defense. I mean, sorry, that's about ADM's defense again. Says, I mean, talent-wise, as good as anybody. I certainly realize who's coming up next on the schedule, Georgia. But these guys, when you look at height, weight, speed, and the way they run, I don't know how you collect much better talent. So congratulations <laughs> to their group that collected those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Collected. Collected. Over and over and over again. I mean, he's not wrong. That was the great part of it is when people go, he trash-talked. No, no. He, no, he didn't. He did nothing but compliment their program. It was no trash. Now, he threw gazillion layers of shade, but there was no trash. And so in the event that Texas A&M wins the game and people go, well, Lane walked himself into that. No, he didn't. He said they're more talented than Ole Miss, and they are. There's three, actually. The second that I really laughed at. He was asked about Jimbo in the hot seat. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, the the media person asking was expecting just the, hey, you know, it's really hard, blah, 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 blah. It was stuff. one of Sokolov's guys. Okay. Yeah. And instead, he says, I don't know that, meaning you don't know it's going to affect them positively or negatively. I think people said he was on the hot seat last year, so I don't know what the, that the rally around him <laughs> thing works. <laughs> Holy hell. That's so good. So good. <laughs> Part of the profession, I think it just comes with it. You got to get back to work and do the best you can every week. Yeah. He was on the hot seat last year and kept sucking. So what's the difference? I mean, now? he was on the hot seat last year and they didn't rally around him. What makes you think they're going to rally around him now? And then. Oh, God. The clothes that settled the entire thing. That I, the, I, I just stopped for a minute. P.S. The resistance. Yeah, I yeah. just kind of stopped. It's like you put the perfect garnish on the dish and serve it, and the chef goes, that's it. Or the salt thing. Yeah. yeah. Just got the extra Michelin star right there. Yeah. That's it. Because <laughs> it was a dumb question that Lane used to his advantage. Somebody said, are you worried about them looking ahead to Georgia? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. No. That will not be a problem inside the Manning Center this week. No, this team is too talented to look ahead. If they were, they got woken up this morning when we showed them the film. I've said a number of times, but it's like an NFL roster of talent collected and out there together. And no, it's even harder to beat them than it was the last two years because now they have Bobby Petrino running the offense. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> this is a really, really, really elite, talented team yeah, that really. can easily be the top five team in the country. That's what I wrote in, in uh, what he said. What he meant, I said, really, times three. <laughs> in other words, if they had a coach, they'd be in the top five. And here's the crazy part. He might not be wrong. Well, no. They're really talented. Somebody throw this in front of Jimbo yesterday. Oh, for sure. Within like five minutes. Hey, Jimbo, you uh, see Lane's press conference? Well, what's Jimbo going to say? They're five and three. Now his blood pressure, I'm sure, went through the roof. I mean, if you asked 100 coaches, you can have the Texas A&M roster or the Ole Miss roster. They might try to go, hey, was there any way I could just take – no, no, no. Can I have Dart? Like, yeah, yeah, give yeah, me yeah. A. No, 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 one or the other. Okay, give me A&M's. Why? Because there's elite defensive talent. 
There's an elite return specialist who can play wide receiver. There are dudes on the outside. They don't get the ball because they can't get it to them. There are dudes on the outside that Kiffin would kill to have in Oxford. And the truth is, Kiffin would do a better job with Max Johnson than Jimbo has. He'd put him in positions to succeed. What did Jimbo say yesterday? I haven't seen. It's up, but I haven't looked at it either. Not that. I don't know. My favorite thing, actually, is the A&M boards are pissed off at Jimbo at this point, too. They hate him as well. Yeah. So the first reply to the thread on the rival site when Kiffin's video got published was, I don't want y'all talking about Jimbo lets the scoreboard do this talking, which actually <laughs> did really crack me up. <laughs> well, there's nothing more funny than a fan base that's to- done with the coach. Well, yeah, because like, even in the thing, it's like, Lane's such an asshole, and I'd love to have him. It's yeah. like... <laughs> I don't know. We could be covering Jamie Chadwell right now. He's undefeated. Okay. I'm kidding. Need like Sarah McLaughlin music coming over the podcast. I probably wouldn't be doing what he said, what he meant. It's like the, it's the one content item. And I give Kiffin credit for this. I think any other coach in the country or certainly of I've ever covered with the possible exception of Andy Kennedy would push back on that content item. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about it that way. Andy wouldn't push back. He would find it amusing. Yeah, sure. It's whatever, but any other, like, no, 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 no. That's not what I meant. I meant what I said. No, no. Just play it. Yeah. It's all good. Having fun. Cause God forbid it be fun. This sport is built on fun. It's the stupidity of it. It's all dumb. That's why people like it. Yeah. We'll get to Dabo in a minute. It's all dumb. Like, it just... I got, I'm probably going to surprise you on Dabo and Hugh today. I'm okay. probably going to shock you. Okay. We'll see. We'll move into that in a second. First, you're ready to elevate your college football game day experience. Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. It's unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's real brewed tea, packs a favorable punch with 5% alcohol, no carbonation, Delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team, you're tailgating in the stadium, parking a lot, watching in a bar, hosting friends at home. Twisted Tea is there to elevate your experiences. It complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Sorry, Carson and I are having an NBA conversation on via Instagram. Uh, yeah, let's see. We're, uh, oh, we're about brought to you by uh, Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors. If you're searching for residential or commercial properties in Oxford or Tupelo, contact Whitney McNutt for amazing professional service and support. Contact her at Whitney at tmhomes.com or 662-567-2573. We're also brought to you by Dead Soxy. Best socks you'll ever put on your feet. We'll have a post-game show on a Saturday afternoon, not a late-night show, Saturday afternoon show after Ole Miss, Texas A&M. It's brought to you by Dead Socks. You go to deadsocksy.com, promo code Rebel Grove for 25% off the best socks you'll put on your feet. 
Are you retiring soon? How long should you wait to take Social Security? What accounts should you pull from first? These are just some of the questions that can only be answered with the personalized retirement income plan. Uh, contact Andrew Segoe with Sego Wealth Management. He specializes in helping folks just like you come up with their retirement game plan, whether you meet at his house. I'm sorry, his office in Collierville, probably can meet his house too, or prefer Zoom from anywhere. Schedule a free discovery meeting and see what they can do for you. It's rebelsretire.com. We'll have a hand raised, guys, on Thursday. It's brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names. Same uh, great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name uh, their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. Shop now at astock.bid. That's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big name retailers. A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville and Memphis and uh, others coming soon that offer local pickups. So don't miss out. If you're coming in this weekend uh, for the game, stop by the College Corner. It's there. Uh, the newest location is in the Oxford Commons right off Sisk Avenue. More than 4,000 square feet of the best Rebel gear plenty of parking available their staff will have you in and out ready for the grove in no time also have two locations in the jackson area and you can check them out at uh, collegecornerstore.com and speaking of getting ready for the weekend you want your game changer patches they're the only two patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start the warm-up patch used before or while you drink the overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep the all-natural ingredients We'll keep you in the game and ready for your next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Podcast is brought to you by GNM Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area in the upper med scene. If your prescriptions the same day each month, they take care of you. They also will transfer your medications, one phone call, and they take care of the rest. Whether that be... Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs or GNM in Oxford, that's 662 Two, two. Which uh, direction you want to go? You want to go here, or you want to go to that way? Uh, up to you. I'm good. I, I'm, I'm, I can go either way. Uh, let's do Hugh. All right. Let me look for the exact quote. Give me a second to find it. I had Dabo's stuff up, but let me get to uh, Hugh. This was during his uh, press press conference yesterday. They beat Mississippi State over the weekend. They had a multi touchdown lead for most of the game. They dominated the game. Yes. Um, it was never really in doubt whatsoever. By the way, Medeo.com, I forgot Mark Hudspeth is now at Gulf Shores High School, and he's in the middle of all kind of crap there now. Shocking. They've got all sorts of issues. Really? You shocked by that? Zebras and stripes and all that. Blown away by that a little mm-hmm. bit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he was a hot name at one point. Mm-hmm. Had some stuff. He did. Had a little bit of stuff. Just a little. All right. Back to Ainsley Lee. I'm, 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 we're reading a lot of Ainsley Lee from AL.com these days. Mississippi numbers going through the roof as Hugh Freeze is the, uh, the head coach there. So I'm hoping she gives the exact transcript, but nonetheless, we'll discuss it. So Auburn scored 24 points in the second half of their win over Auburn on, I mean, over Mississippi State on Saturday. Only three in a 27-13 win over the Bulldogs. Gets a question yesterday. Oh, no, they scored 24 in the first half. Correct, yes. Yeah. Three in the second Correct, half. Correct, yes. Right. 20, 27 total points, three in the second half, 24 in the first half. Yes. 
Freeze was asked the difference in offensive production and why he was not more aggressive during the second half of the game yesterday. It's a dumb question. It's a stupid question. It's a really dumb question. It was a tone-deaf question. It was one of two things. It's either one of these fanboys asking a question so that he can hear his voice on the video, which happens every single press conference. Yes. Or it was somebody whose feelings were hurt because they were supposed to beat Mississippi State by more than that. Yes. And frankly, there's a section over there that just doesn't like you and is trying to stir it up, period. Yes. He hasn't, I mean... Well, he looks vulnerable. Yeah. And they're going for the throat. Yes. It's a little different media than the one that he had here. And I'm going to guess it's an incredible, it's like a different planet from the one that he had at Liberty. So, Freeze, I'll try to get the full quote because it's kind of interlaced inside this article. Will you permit me to be transparent with this and we can have an honest dialogue about this, okay? <laughs> do you realize we had one possession in the third quarter? All right, what did we do with that? Got points. Pretty good drive. Do you realize in the fourth quarter, we had the football on the minus three, the minus five, and the minus 14, meaning their own side of the field. Yep. And one possession on the 30 that I punted on fourth and one. They're bringing gut cross and super field missile every play as we're backed up trying to get into, trying to get into the game. And I was aggressive. I actually threw it for a first down, and we got called for a penalty and back. I threw it three times, which is pretty crazy probably. But I would love to, after this for you to go show me what aggressive looks like on the board. <laughs> Blocking super field missile and gut cross. This, I want to know. This is the part where he just blows it. I don't know how to be more aggressive. That's possessions we had. That was it. So I would love to have had some possessions like we had in the first quarter at the 25 or the 30, but I promise you I was not going to be aggressive up two scores on the five-yard line or the three-yard line and let something crazy happen and there be a tip ball and all of a sudden momentum flips. That would not be based in good wisdom. He's 100% right. 100%. He had the game. The there goal, are multiple levels. The goal is to win the game. I give him credit for, frankly, how he called the game. It was a dumb question that deserved a dumb answer. He actually gave it a smart he answer. He gave a very smart answer. And in doing so, which, frankly, coaches sometimes should do even more, point out there's a lot going on you guys aren't seeing, so can we cut the shit? Because it's a weird thing. It's two things. It's, A, all coaches aren't rocket scientists, but at the same time, they clearly see the game in a way we're not seeing the game. Yes. Both those are true. It's why I don't do the X and O content. Yes, both those things are true. And I laugh at the people that I, do X and O content. And then Freeze's problem that he's never been able to find needle correctly is, I look, I would much rather you do this and acknowledge you've seen people say stuff than Saban go, is it election day? Don't be an idiot. However, Freeze gets so emotional with it, and it bothers him to the point that it impacts his job. Yes. There is a way to understand, hey, they're saying this. That's kind of dumb. Here's my response. And... Hey, I'm bothered to the point of this, and I'm about to get emotional in my answer. And Freeze struggles with that middle ground. But for the most part, I didn't mind what he did. No, his answer's right. Yes. Here's his problem. It's been his problem. And if he doesn't fix this, this is going to eat him alive, and he's not going to last long at Auburn. Okay? It's truth. I'll get people ask me all the time. I'm sure you do, too. You think Kiffin likes you? I'm like, I don't know. How, how could he like me or dislike me? We don't know one another. And they look at you like that's like, no, no, no. His job as it pertains with media is, in my opinion, is to be respectful and fair to media that is respectful and fair to him. That's it. It's a transactional thing. Um, when he has a press conference, I've always felt like if I ask an intelligent question, I get an intelligent answer. If I ask a thoughtful question, I get a thoughtful answer. I'm cool with that. That's, just, that. that's the extent of it. 
Freeze isn't comfortable there. Freeze wants the media to like him. He wants the media to be part of his team, to be part of his program. And that only works if you're just winning. The moment you lose, the media that's emotional, and now in today's media world, there's a lot of emotional media. They're the ones that turn on you. And they've turned on him. What are they, four and four? Yeah, I think so. A little better than that. I don't know, whatever they are. They have four losses. Yeah, they're four and four. Those, that's not good enough there. It's not the standard there, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, four and four. One and four in the SEC. Yeah, it's not the standard there. You're supposed to beat Ole Miss there. You're supposed to beat Mississippi State there by a lot. And when it doesn't happen, people ask questions. And Why didn't we win by more in the second half? Why was Notice nobody asked Kiffin that on Saturday. I'll give our beat credit. We sort of understood. It was 26 to nothing. The game was over. He knew what was coming next. What would you expect? Because he's right. You throw a pick right there. They score. It's a one-possession game, and suddenly you're in a mess. Well, yeah. Who knows? Well, and you might give the game away. Yeah. You had the game. Just you're playing a team that state can't score. You're playing a team that can't struggle on offense, and you're up multiple scores, and you've got the ball deep in your own territory. Don't screw it up. Just punt it. Move it. Move the clock. Punt the ball. Stop them again. Get it back. And that's what happened. They kept the ball stayed on that side of the field forever. Yeah, he, Grind, that was probably like manna from heaven for Brian Stoltz. He, Grind says he'll be okay because he's an Auburn, the one Auburn media member that's openly said he and Hugh are really, really good friends. He's kind of latched onto Hugh for years now, way before the Auburn thing came to. So that just sort of happened. I mean, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. That name stuck out when Grind said that. I went, oh, I remember that. But Hugh sort of showed his what he what he really wants from media. Remember, it was one of his, his first spring at Ole Miss. And he brings out the big box. Yeah, I wasn't there. I was covering a baseball series at Alabama. You called me during the game. He brings out a big box of Ole Miss gear. Yeah, coach issue stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he does it in this joking way. He goes, hey, if you guys are going to be out here all the time, at least you can dress better. And I remember thinking, surely this is not going to happen, what I think is about to happen. And it did. It was full of gear and People look like t-shirts and stuff, sweatshirts, t-shirts, yeah. stuff. Most people looked at it like, I can't come on, stop. A few people, of course, grabbed arm loads, but it was revelatory. That's what he wants. The relationship he wants is a collegial. We're in this together relationship, and he's not going to get that in that state. He's just not. He's going to get some of that. Yeah, he'll get a ton of that and none of that. There's nothing really in the middle. Right. You're, but you're, it's pitchfork or cuddle. And so he's he's going to have to learn. I don't think he can. He's got to adjust the way he approaches media because Hugh can be the guy that says, I don't read what you write, but that's a lie. He reads every word you write. Mm-hmm. And he's got to stop. Because look, it's a, it's a slog. He's got a long process in front of him. And he's going to have to get thicker skinned as it pertains to media. But in this case, he answered that exactly right. He, he he was, and I don't have a problem with him defending himself. That's what he should have done in that spot. But like, no, you're wrong. Now, when he goes, hey, you, uh, you want to come show me on the board? Well, no, that's not the reporter's job either. 
His, his job is not to show That's you. That's my how. point. You, you went emotional. Yeah. Like, just answer the question. Yeah. No, I mean, here's what we did. And this is why we did it. But don't, hey, do you want to come show me how to defend super fuel missile against minus seven? I mean, whatever. No. Because even that was, hey, I'm using jargon that yeah. is impossible. Right. You didn't even phrase it in a way for a normal football person to understand right. what you meant. Yeah, it's like when Jeffrey said this on Twitter yesterday. He's exactly right. Well, no, do you want to come? You want to come fix a techno- technology issue with our soundboard here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Smart. It doesn't guy. mean you have an issue with what I said. Like, yeah, right. it's not. It's, now you're it's, just now we're just being we're being petty, and that's his problem is that he gets petty so fast. No, just say no. Here's why I did what I did. That's what I did. Which had which was full of sound football logic, and everyone with half a brain would go, "Yeah, it makes sense." Yes, and you move on with your day. Yes. Probably would actually ingratiate him a little bit. You go, hey. No, this is why I did it. Yeah. Our job was to win the game. We won it. We had a two-score lead. We had a three-score lead. Why am I throwing the football? It's like I've got a mailbag question. It's about Clark Lee. Some people like, did Clark Lee, uh, should he have kicked a field goal late for the to cover the spread? And it's like, no. Clark Lee's job has nothing to do with the spread. His job is to, for his team in that moment, they're, the message you send is, no, we're not settling for three. We're trying to score a touchdown. If you bet on us and laid 25 and a half or took then, 25 yeah, yeah, and a half, yeah. that's on you. It's not me. Sean McVeigh differs, but yes. But at the end of the day, I mean, his job is not to protect your, your gambling interest. His job is to do what's best for his football team. Hugh did what was best for his football team. He won the football game. That was his job. He's getting paid a lot of money to win. Nothing else. Win. Yeah, Ben, Neil and I mentioned it off camera yesterday. He's asking about the uh, English hockey player that died on the ice. Um, it it looked weird. It looked like it had intent to it to some degree. Or at least it did not look like a natural hockey play. Let me say that. I mean, I've never played hockey. Yeah, sure. I don't watch a ton of hockey, but I've watched enough hockey to go, I've never seen that before. Yeah, it was a move that just looked completely unorthodox. What's been interesting, and I've, I've allowed myself a couple of times to go deep dive a little bit, and then I've stopped because it's gruesome. Yeah, sure. But guys who either play or played hockey professionally mm-hmm. believe it, there was intent. Now, intent to kill him? Yeah, different. That's that's. But there was an intent to use his skate to knock him off. Right. And then he, I think he lost some balance and yeah. Horrific. Just horrific. But I don't know how I'm I'm also not in law enforcement, so I don't know how that how you would prove intent. It's why I would just, I would assume from my very little knowledge of this in any way that the only possible charge would be manslaughter to whatever degree. Yeah, that you have that because yeah, it, you know, intent to negatively impact play him whatever sure, but intent beyond that is impossible. Yeah, and the guy was engaged. They were about to get married. Beautiful couple, just beautiful couple. It just. Just tragic. Just sick. Sick, sick, sick. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it was awful. Yeah. Um, get into Dabo in a minute. Well, after the next break, one thing, and I know when I was discussing this for the show too, and I'm going to forget, I, I saw the quote from Mike. I posted this on Rebel Grove yesterday. Hunter Elliott has not had a setback in any way in his recovery. Um, he had the surgery May 2nd. He had Tommy John, and I had heard nothing but pessimism regarding him throwing in 2024 since day one, frankly. Um, Hunter saw a lot of different doctors. He went coast to coast looking for surgical options for different doctors. He took a very conservative approach um, to his recovery. I've been texting with a few people this morning. Keith Meister out of Dallas did the surgery. He's kind of the foremost major league doctor there is right now for this hybrid procedure that in most cases gets players back faster than typical Tommy John recovery. Um, typical Tommy John recovery, obviously 12 to 18 months, depending on where you fall on the scale. It's a 100% recovery. Um, the hybrid procedure allows for a faster timeline for that. However, it appears that the protocol for Hunter is very conservative. Um, 13, 14 months. Um, talked to somebody this morning who said Meister has the ability sometimes to really prolong recovery um, when it comes to these things to make sure and Mike said that the recovery process is going to put Hunter into June of 2024, which would miss the entire 2024 season. Um, but I saw it phrased multiple places, including on our board, as a setback. It is not a setback. It is just a very, very, very conservative approach to his recovery. So I really know nothing beyond that. That is where I'm at, but that's kind of what's going on. So. Ole Miss at no point has indicated that they expected Hunter Elliott to pitch this season or to have him in their plans for their rotation. And Mike put a voice to that over the weekend. So is that the end of his college career? I would certainly assume so. It would it would really surprise me. He's just in a weird spot because he hasn't thrown a – in the about June of 2024, he will have not have thrown a pitch in a competitive game for two years outside of what was a shell of himself yeah. in the middle of last year. or Yeah, in the middle of last year. Um, or I guess the opening weekend of last year when he got hurt. But I mean, if you're a team, you're not drafting off that. I don't certainly not high. Yeah, so I I, I don't know, but I have a hard time believing he's going to wait around to the 2025 season too. So I I don't know. I mean, it's a good question. I'm I'm not sure. I yeah. can't I can't put words in his mouth, but 
the entire thing has not felt like he will throw again for Ole Miss. Strictly an opinion. If someone would like to differ with me and tell me, explain, feel free. I'm not saying I'm right, but it's kind of where I am on that. So it's interesting because so many guys now, it's routine's not the right word because anytime someone cuts on your arm and yeah, does, sure. it's not routine. But you know what I'm saying? It's fairly commonplace for pitchers to have that surgery and they all sort of come back at the same time in the same ways. And most of them come back better effective yeah um and a lot come back better yet i've never had you've had that i haven't i don't know the psychology that's involved in cutting it loose again letting it letting it being free and go and and this is not a criticism of hunter at all not any zero i I just don't know I, i would i would we're all wired differently, mm-hmm. even though we all have the same, you know, body. They, they, yeah, they fix your arm, but people have different brains, and and you know, if he if he's not comfortable in it, if he's not confident in it, then I mean, it just is what it is. But at yeah. some point, if you're going to play professionally, he's got to overcome that hurdle. And the deal with that, I mean, I, I've had Tommy John, but my barrier for return and hunters is so different because he's got millions of dollars or, you know, a pro potential here. I mean, some small college scholarships, but all I had on the table here. So this is not like it's some, yeah. I mean, me cutting it loose at 82 miles an hour. Wasn't going to be the oh, same no, thing certainly. as what hunters doing. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, but that's where it's at. He will not pitch for Ole Miss next season. Their rotation will probably be some, would be Revis, Quinn, and Doyle is my guess right now. Um, but I have taken the 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 editorial tack to not put any effort into fall baseball whatsoever because it means nothing. Yes, um, they are. It is just not translated to the spring ever, and even less so in recent seasons. So it's become a cheerleading contest, and I'm just going to avoid the cheerleading contest at this point. Oh, I'm interested to see what you mean by that. Well, all we do is point out the top performers every week, oh, and yeah. it's spring training. Hey, the guy might just be throwing fastballs this day. He might be doing this. I mean, the newcomers, if they hit, they're really impressive. I have no issue with it, but that doesn't necessarily translate to the mindset when the lights come on in the spring. You can hit in the fall when there's nothing on it and then no show in the spring. And now sometimes there's a guy like Jacob Gonzalez who shows up on day one and sometimes just hits. I mean, but how to differentiate between that is almost impossible. Yeah, it's, it's how I am with spring football. I know you have to cover it. Yet at the same time, I'm I've I've almost gotten to a place where unless the coach says something critical, mm-hmm. I'm not paying a lot of attention. Yeah, I've been much more interested in on hey, how do you feel like you put the roster together? What is it going to look like? How do you do this? What does it do? What's the portal guys? How'd you go about that decision? Then hey, the portal guys did this, did that, and they were great against Memphis on Saturday. Okay, I don't, I mean right. Ole Miss played Memphis for twelve innings and they beat them thirteen to nine. I think they played Jacksonville State for twelve innings and they beat them eighteen to nothing. Okay, I don't know. Quinn has looked really good. If I put effort into anything, it would be JT Quinn has really taken a step. It's the fall. I don't know. Yeah, and I would be more interested in analytically what has he done statistically. Yeah. Raleigh Maddox is fully healthy from Tommy John now. Yeah. Two years later, looks really good. Josh Mallett's is 100%. He should be fine for the spring, and he gives Ole Miss a closer, which is worth its weight in gold. Sure. I mean, look, they weren't going to go win 16 SEC games, but they'd have won three to five more with Mallett's on the roster last year. Yeah. Because they blew so many games in the eighth and ninth inning. Sure. That affects the way you manage the game. Yeah. 
six and twenty four could have become eleven and nineteen. Sure. Well, they weren't a six win team. They everything that they had they had two back to back seasons. One where everything at the end, right. everything that could have gone right did. Literally everything. Yeah. And then the karma hit the next year where literally everything that could go wrong did. Yeah. Yeah. Sports. Chalk it up and move on. So anyway. Prom Shrimp, promshrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. You can uh, try a bunch of different ones. You can know your favorite and just get a lot of those because we're helping you out. You buy five pouches or more, use code RG with promshrimp.com and you get 25% off. They also have the two pound bags of individually frozen shrimp, kind of like what's at the grocery store. It's a very higher quality shrimp, the New Orleans based company. So remember that's code RG with promshrimp.com, signature New Orleans based, tons of options, promshrimp.com. We're brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle home to the 401k advisory services team. They can conduct a complimentary, no obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. It's mypinwealth.com. <clears throat> M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. Uh, John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis is the guy to get in touch with if you want a trip that creates a lifetime of unique memories. Just give him some parameters. Give him a budget. He's going to give you options that you're going to have a difficult time finding on your own. 901-494-3387. Or Jay Edwards at regencytravel.net. It's uh, almost November, which means it's uh, holiday season. If you are thinking about a uh, company dinner, a festive party event, a um, company Christmas party, uh, get in touch with Opa on the Square in Oxford. It's Oxford's newest Greek restaurant. great place to have that event. Uh, festive, uh, fabulous food, craft libations as well. Uh, they can accommodate up to 200 guests. For catering or booking information, contact Jeannie at 601-421-7147. We'll have picks up on Thursday. They're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency, connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, Service specialists can help. Keep in mind that uh, payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. You have nothing to lose, so give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile. From routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. So schedule your appointment today. Take the first step toward a better version of yourself at CorinthDental.com. What he said, what he meant is up at RebelGrove.com, along with a lot of other content. Check that out. What he said, what he meant is brought to you by uh, MyPerfectFranchise.net. Are you a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands? Are you an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify? Andy Ludeke can help. He's a longtime Rivals board member, a diehard college football fan, franchise veteran who owns multiple franchises and businesses and uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You've got nothing to lose. It's MyPerfectFranchise.net, Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net, or Call him at 404-973-9901. It is Halloween, but Heavenly Sunshine has Christmas on their mind. So they're still talking to you about holiday lights by Heavenly Sunshine. Well, they know they're beautiful. They can be a lot of work. So let them take care of the hassle and do the work for you. Their full-service installation plan. They'll install, take down, and store the lights. 
Commercial-grade LEDs that are 100% customizable to your home or business. Let them take care of the lights while you take care of the gifts. You can book your free estimate with Heavenly Sunshine. They've been serving the Mid-South for four decades. Full-service commercial residential property maintenance, power washing, soft wash roof cleaning, facade cleaning, and window cleaning. HeavenlySunshine.com, 662-342-1203. So, Dabo Sweeney. Clemson head coach having his call-in show last night. Clearly a frustrated fan base. They are four and four overall. They are two and four inside the mighty ACC at this point. Um, but for context, because it's it's very relevant here to the uh, the discussion. We'll call it Jermaine. Um, that was when he took over for Tommy Bowden in the middle of the 2008 season. Took him a couple years to get going, and then since then. Pretty damn good. Starting in 2011. So he went 6 and 7 in 2010. Mm-hmm. Since 2011, 10 and 4, 11 and 2, 11 and 2, 10 and 3, 14 and 1, 14 and 1, 12 and 2, 15 and 0, 14 and 1, 10 and 2. Including last year, him catching basically shit for the program going to hell. Mm-hmm. They went 10 and 3. Yeah. Including a bowl loss. Yeah. Sorry, 11 and 3 including a bowl loss. Yeah. So they played in the conference championship game and played in the orange bowl. That's correct. And that's when the pro they went, Oh God, he's screwed everything up. Mm-hmm. And then now they're four and four, two and four. So he's on his call last night and I'm kind of all over the map on Dabo usually, but <laughs> I mean, it's a lot. I'm probably about to shock you. Am I going to par- you may paraphrase or me read it. What do you mean to do? It's a long read. Um, I'll skim. Okay. So, it's guy like from five, Tyler. It's like a five-minute answer. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do all a, that. Two and a half minute answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. He let Tyler really go. Yeah, so Tyler, I think he's from Spartanburg, Spartanburg. if I have correctly. Tyler from Spartanburg. And again, when you have a frustrated fan base and you allow calls, this is going to happen. It just is. It's, I actually think all coaches should have to do this. Because I, do I think they would have more respect for like people like you and me that, yeah. that manage message boards. Yeah, the read of the fan. So I guess Dabo had given an explanation for things pr- right before this. He had. He's been very – he's owned it. He's, even in this, he'll get there. Yeah. I appreciate everything you said, Coach Swinney. Sounded a whole lot like Tommy Bowden. And I'll tell you one thing. Bowden didn't make the same amount of money as you do. You make $11.5 million. That's second in college football. Curious why that salary has led to a 4-4 four and four record. I know we're going to talk about it just being a couple plays away from undefeated and all that. And I know you're a man of religion. Big fan, Coach. And he goes into his chops as a fan. So I'm not going to accept being in that one and a half percent. And I respect the fact that you're a man of faith. I'm curious if you ever read Proverbs 16, 18, <laughs> which talks about pride coming before the fall. Again, he was in the military, couldn't watch games, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something no changed after 2018. You're humble, you're hungry and everything. And always I tell people, man, Dabo, just listen to his press conferences. But after that 18 national titles, something changed. There seems to be a lot of arrogance that came in, a lot of friends and family. I mean, three of the 10 on-field of football coaches are external experienced hires Everyone else was an internal hire that had no experience before and was a former player or friend. So I'm curious why we're paying you $11.5 million to go four and four. That is the paraphrase of Tyler's question. Everything all right? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Uh, oh, I know. Never mind. I know it is. Okay. Uh, let's see. And then Davo comes in. Says, uh, I don't care how old you are. And adding he doesn't really care before going to saying that fans like the caller are part of the problem. 
But let me tell you something. We won 11 games last year, and you're part of the problem, to be honest with you, because part of, because that is part of the problem, adding it's people like you that all you do is the appreciation, the expectation is greater than the appreciation, and that's the problem. He reflected on his decade of success with Clemson, saying before his stretch of 12, 10-plus win seasons, Clemson ain't sniffed the national championship for 35 years. We've won two in seven years, and there's really only two other teams that can say that. Georgia and Alabama, okay? Is it a bad year? Yeah, and it's my responsibility. I take 100% responsibility for it, but all this bull crap you're, you're thinking, all the narratives you read, listen, man, you can have your opinion all you want. You can apply for the job, and good luck to you, all right? <laughs> then touts his program success, 98% of the players, blah, blah, blah. But part of the problem is blah, 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 blah. What's the difference in Clemson? Let me tell you. At some places, there's an expectation, but at Clemson, there's an appreciation. But what's happened at Clemson is we won so much that even when we used to be the fun is in the winning, now when you win, people like you complain and criticize the coaches and question everything. People like you. When I hired Tony Elliott to be the OC, who had never called a play in his life, I'm sure you were critical then. He took us to two national championships. People like you love to destroy people with your comments. I'm sure you never made any bad decisions. I'm sure you lived a perfect life. I'm sure you've led a bunch of people. I started as low-paid coach in the freaking business, and I'm where I am because I work my ass off every single day, and I ain't going to let some smart-ass kid get on the phone and create this stuff. So you got a problem for that? I don't care. I work for the trustees and the president, and they can if they're tired of me leading, they can let me know, and I'll go someplace else where there's an appreciation. It's not just winning. It's how you win. Am I perfect? Far from it. Man of faith. Absolutely. Blah, 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 blah. Goes on and on. Well, he wanted to do all these things, and he did all these things. He's been a part of failure, but he's never actually failed as a human. That's what he said. I'm yeah. not. I'm, that's what he said. I know. He said he's been part of failures. He has not failed. And then he closes. If you don't like how I run the program, don't be a fan. I don't care, but I'm the head coach, and I'm going to do what I believe is right for the long term of this program, what's best for the players, and what I think is best for the moment. If you got a problem with that, that's fine, but I'm not going to sit here and let you call. I don't give a crap how much money I'm making. You ain't going to talk to me like I'm 12 years old. you got to be freaking kidding me. All right, first question, because some people are out there saying this, and I don't think this is the case, but I want to ask you, do okay. you think there's any chance this was a plant? I can't say any chance, but my guess is no, simply because coaches don't like that stuff aired like that. Okay, I agree. But, I mean, sure, anything's possible. So I got lots of thoughts. Okay, first, if you haven't li- – I, I know I read it. If you haven't listened, you need to listen because it comes off differently when you listen. He was angry. He was very angry, mm-hmm. but he wasn't – when we're reading it, we're giving like inflection to certain words that he didn't really give. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, it's very flowing at yeah. that point. No, he he had a lot to say, and he let it go. And in many ways, he's right. Because here's the thing. You as a fan have a right to get pissed off and to be angry. But that fan got personal. He said, he said, you changed. I know you're a man of faith, but you changed. Yeah, well, everybody, everybody changes, man. Of course he's changed. The sport has changed. Different coaches have acclimated to that change better than others. There aren't many fan bases that wouldn't trade for Clemson's last 12 years. You know what I mean? I mean, I would argue, and listen, I agree with Grind in the thread. I think it's over. I think the fat lady is singing right now. There's so many things here. But but Mm -hmm. he deserves an opportunity, if he wants it, to try to fix it. And he said that he's going to try to fix it. You can't fix it in the middle of October. It's not possible. That's a card. That's the hand you've been dealt. There's no trade deadline. You don't get to go. Hey, let's. It's the waiver wire here. 
Look, no, the reason you got there's your angst on Dabo Swinney is not because he lost three games last year to a point. I'm going to get there in a second. Mm-hmm. It's how he's ridiculing NIL and the portal and the way college football is yes. being maintained in yes. 2023. That's the reason that he deserves criticism yep. and the reason he's catching so much hell. It's not the actual record. Right. But, it's not the actual record. But but he has every right to defend himself when people get personal. Because if you won't defend yourself when people get personal, then nobody will. My question, my, my, my guess, Doors, is the guy told the call screener he was asking a much more innocuous question. Yes. And then once okay. he got started, they let him go. Yeah, and what do you do? To, to Dabo's credit, he let the guy go. Yeah. I, my guess is he said, hey, I'm just going to ask Dabo, how do you fix this? Okay, cool, sweet, whatever. Yeah. And that's not what he did. He insulted him. And the truth is, Dabo's right. I mean, nobody would look at Dabo Sweeney and go, failure. No. No, he won, won two, a lot of damn games. two national championships. You mean coaches would cut off their right leg for two national championships? But where he's wrong is, is look, the sport has changed. We talked about this yesterday. It's, it's, it's the Mississippi State thing earlier in the show. It's the Arkansas thing earlier in the show. It, the changes are twofold. Before you make the change, understand why you are where you are. It's not just because the coach is bad. Dabo didn't become a bad coach. The sport has changed, and he has not changed with it. It's why Lane's doing so well at Ole Miss. Now he might be a very average coach in this climate. Could be. We're about to find out. Like I said, I agree with Grind. I think the fat lady is just absolutely bellowing right now. I mean, I think she she is hitting the high notes right now. I think it's over. That being said, the question, I don't know the internal dynamics at Clemson. Can you be an NIL power yeah, at I Clemson? Know. I don't know. Beats me. Yeah, look, I agree with Ginger. Clemson's done. The air is over. There's no doubt about that. He's probably done there for one reason or another. And he's unhirable. Like, like if and I'm, he's stubborn. He's stubborn. And so if I'm Mississippi State, Arkansas, oh, no, whoever, God, no. I mean, before I even think about it, it's like, hey, are you going to do NIL? Because if, if you're not, if you're anti-NIL, we can't even have a conversation. This doesn't even, there's no point in even having a talk. So all that stuff is true. I understand why he's catching tons of criticism because, frankly, he's been arrogant and high and mighty about the portal and NIL and stuff to the point that it just turns everybody off. And you go, well, you know, it, it, it's, it's like anything else. You come into a job and they go, well, hey, this is why I want to do it. It's like, okay, but that's not how the market is run. Right. So great, but you got to adjust shit. one or the other. Got to adjust. Yeah, you don't get to set the rules. You get to work within the concept of the rules. It's the baseball guy that goes, I don't like analytics. Okay. 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 Great, I but... I mean, yeah, well, the whole sport's run on analytics right now, champ. So the two other things, though, is... And it's a complicated thing because you don't want to be this Pharisees type, I'm throwing it on you and lauding it over you with the religion thing. At the same time, I do hate that the religious guy is held to the standard of, hey, I didn't. you can't make a mistake. It's like, no, right. that's not the point. Right. In any way, right. they would say that. So whatever. And then two, and this is where Davo has the best point. And I thought that well, I kind of, especially when I listened to it, I went, yeah, you know what? I'm kind of with you. Because we see this in a lot of sports, a lot of teams that start winning. Fans get so stressed out by the winning, where the, the, the journey almost becomes the more fun thing as you're building and winning and getting to that point. Yeah. And then when you have the level of requirement to stay there, Fans almost make themselves miserable. Hey, God, if we don't win this one game, we don't win 12, we don't win 13. It's like, this is supposed to be fun. 
Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be enjoying the level of success you're having. And it doesn't. It becomes a task. Well, let's be real here with Tyler. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But Ty- in general. Yeah, but but Tyler represents a lot of fans. When I, when I say this, I mean this sincerely. For some of those people, this shit just, pardon my French, this shit just means too much. It just means too much. You've Tyler's fee-fees are hurt. Yeah, yeah. That's bottom line. His feelings are hurt. How dare Clemson not win? Hey, the other team's trying too, man. Sometimes it just doesn't go your way. But when you, and, and I guarantee you, Tyler, the quote, man of faith and the military guy, I guarantee you he's the guy that it's, he's letting it dictate his life yeah. because he's talked so much trash to other people that now it comes back on him a little bit and he can't handle it and he's mad at Dabo. So he's, he's got all up in his feelings. And frankly, Dabo doesn't owe his, he doesn't owe Tyler anything because at the end no. of the day, Dabo works for Clemson. Yeah. And Clemson will make a decision and they'll move on. If you as a fan want to express your displeasure, it's an easy way to do it. Don't go. Yeah, Don't go. Everybody in this conversation is acting some way arrogant because, A, number one, Dabo, don't say you've never failed. Shut up. Of course, everybody's failed. It's ridiculous. Everybody's Everyone has failed. failed. Completely. And then you're getting Theo paid Steve 11 hasn't. million. Do what? Theo hasn't. Okay, fair. Yeah. And then you're getting paid $11 million. You're getting paid to win a lot of football games. Yeah. So if they decide they want to move on from you, and I know you said that, but it was this placeholder bullcrap. Sure. Okay. Then don't make $11 million and you won't have to win 11 games. Yeah. No, I mean, they, they pay you. Because it's not even like the SEC where Lane, like I said, for him to just beat everybody he makes more money than, he goes 8-4. and four. Brian Kelly makes more. Brian makes more than Lane does. Yeah. Jimbo, Nick, Kirby. All those are on the schedule this year. They all make more. So if it's a salary contest, well, Dabo's salary contest is 12 and 0. Yeah. Nobody makes Dabo money right. in the ACC. So it was just interesting. But I didn't have a problem with him defending himself. No, he, I didn't got, he got attacked. And you should if, if you won't defend yourself, it's like people are like, why do you why do you engage on the message board? Because if I don't defend myself on it, nobody else will. And if you're going to get personal, I'm going to defend myself. I thought he showed his cracks is more what I found Of course. I had no issue with him defending himself, and then I looked at it and went, yeah, those two sentences tell me a lot. Of course. Tells you that he's scared. And arrogant. Yeah. I'm well, doing it just way by God, and I'm... In fairness, the number of people, it's what makes Saban so incredible. The number of people who win at that level and don't become arrogant is really small. It's really small. Well, when you put, I mean, and I don't mean this because he's a religious person. I just mean in general, when you have the level of success he has, he develops a bit of a God complex. Sure. Can't fail. Um, it's on you. And he does a and lot. And you of, start hiring more friends because what the hell does it matter? We're winning anyway. Yeah. I'll go hire my buddy. We'll hang out in the office. He thought he had this thing figured out. And for a decade, I can see why he thought that. And then it changed. It changed. It's why I tell you, just because Clemson won in the 2010s, it does not mean they'll win in the 2020s. In the same way that, I don't pick a team in the ACC. Just pick one. Florida State. Just because they didn't win in the 2010s, it doesn't mean they won't win now. Yeah, good. That applies anywhere. If Kentucky, for example, went, you know what? They had a meeting. Held a meeting today. Got everybody in the room and went, hey, look. <clears throat> It'll piss a lot of people off, but here's where we're going. Basketball second. 
We're going to treat basketball like what it is. It's the second most important sport. Okay? We're throwing money into football. We're getting into this portal, and we're going. We're getting serious. Hey, they'll win more. They yeah. will win more, Chase. Yeah, sure. I mean, it, it, it is it, just, just because you didn't win doesn't mean you can't. In fact, history has never meant less. It's never meant less than it means today. He's frustrated because they they were great at paying under the table and they can't do the same thing over the table. Yes. They were the number two team in the country at paying under the table behind Alabama. They were terrific at it. And that hey, and I don't I'm not that's not a criticism. Those were the rules back then. They've changed the rule book. And he and hasn't so, adapted. He hasn't adapted. It's what makes Saban great. Saban's adapted. And he's probably having a rough week because they lost NC State. They're four and four, and he's probably losing to Notre Dame this weekend. Um well, before today. What I, happened? Well, just I'm oh, kind of curious. Mean, oh, really? I'm kind of curious to see how this gets handled in the locker room. Really? Like this is the opposite of Pat Narduzzi. What did he do? Oh, they got mauled last weekend, and he's like, Yeah, we thought guys were better than this. And you didn't see the social react social media reaction oh. from his players? Oh. Pat Narduzzi lost his locker room. I don't even know who Pitt plays. But you like that guy. I don't know what the line is, but I'm, I'm, that will be one that I will look at. Because if you tell me that Pitt players don't really play that hard Saturday, I buy it. Oh, I didn't see that. Maybe guys rally around Dabo here. Maybe they play their asses off. And then maybe they're just not good enough and it won't matter. Which is certainly possible. Notre Dame beat Pitt 58-7 to on Saturday. Yes. Pitt is at home against Florida State on Saturday. Yeah, never mind. What's the line? 21. Well, I might lay them. It hasn't moved since Narduzzi, Narduzzi said that. Started at 21, ended at 21. So I don't know whether guys will be pissed off and play harder or whether they'll be like, hey, screw you, man. I mean, if you'd like to pit money line, you can get good odds on it. Well, I don't like the money line. No, good. <laughs> I like Florida State laying the points, yeah, I think. I Florida State's hitting that point of the season where the coach realizes that style points don't matter, just win. W's. We're just in. get W's. And my schedule's not complicated. I guess really it, that complicated. I guess it might depend on what comes out tonight. If Florida State comes out fifth tonight, then uh, they go, all right, you know, screw it. We're going to go win 70 to nothing. Clemson's remaining schedule, Notre Dame, Georgia Tech, North Carolina, South Carolina. Well, they not, could go six and six. There's easy. not a gimme in that group. I mean, they're probably going six and six. They're probably losing to Carolina, losing to Notre Dame, beating Tech, and beating South Carolina. I mean, I tend to agree, but both Georgia Tech and South Carolina are capable of beating Clemson. Yeah. Where's the South Carolina? It's in Columbia. It's in Columbia. Where's the Georgia Tech game? Clemson. Okay. They're home. The Carolina's their only remaining road game. Okay. They're home against Notre Dame, Georgia Tech, and North Carolina, which is a really strange schedule. But they've already played four ACC road games. They have lost them all. That those other four losses, because even two of their four, their three of their hell, all four, their wins are Charleston Southern, Florida Atlantic, Syracuse, and Wake Forest. Okay. Yeah. Great. So, I just I don't know what the future of that. I don't either. Job we, don't, we, is. we don't know yet. Like if Dabo were to leave tomorrow. How attractive is the Clemson job? You don't know what league you're in. Yeah. I don't know what resources they have. I don't think it's a massive alumni base. 
for a while, that's where all the kids wanted to go. I mean, in fairness to Dabo, I mean, he made Clemson a bigger institution than it had ever been before. Mm-hmm. It was super popular with like high school kids for a while when they were winning. Yeah, sure. And that was football. So I, is that, I mean, I he's know. right. For th- three decades before him, Clemson was just whatever. Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm I want to say the rest of the year goes. See what it looks like. See kind of how if he does adapt or if he just puts his foot down again when the season's over and you go, nope, that's it. Peace then. Cool. What's his buyout? A lot. It's like $65 Because <sighs> they gave him a new contract last year. He signed through 31. What would be interesting with him is, is he one of these people who can listen to other people and go, okay, yeah, you know what? You make a point. And make some adjustments, or is he so set in his ways? Yeah, I know. Again, it's 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 the part about take this back to Kiffin. It's the part about Kiffin that I feel like we don't give him enough credit, even though I I think I do it twice a week. This what Kiffin's doing, the way he's roster building, is not what he has in mind. No. It is not the way he would like to do it. He's had to adapt. If you told Lane, hey, how would you like to build your roster? He would say, like Alabama, Georgia, and Texas A&M, I want mm-hmm. to get a bunch of high school guys in. I want to develop them. I want to have competition. I and want I want to smatter the portal. I want to recruit at a really high level, and I want to, I want to go to the, the high levels of the portal. Mm-hmm. I want to pay my own guys to stay. And then add on. Use the portal like a baseball team uses free agency. Mm-hmm. That's what he would like to do. Yet, I think he feels that that's not possible right now. And so he does it a different way. I don't think the way that he does it, and he acknowledges this over and over. So I don't even think I'm, I don't, I don't even think I'm guessing here when he says the problem with the portal is that the chemistry is such an issue. Mm-hmm. Culture is such an issue. I don't think he's just saying that. He's not wrong. No, I, mean, I think he's telling you the truth. I think he's being transparent. But, but it is adapting because he goes, but this is the way it works. I mean, I, there's a column in my mind if they get to 10 or 11 wins this year that, I mean, I'll I'll tell you, I'm going to lead it with, I was wrong. I didn't think this would work. Mm -hmm. And there were people inside that building that were like, I don't know that this is going to work, man. There's a lot of new faces. All right, guys, there are guys on that team that still to this day aren't really sure who the other guy is when they're not in uniform. Yeah. I mean, that 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 is not normal in a college football program. And yet he's made it work. It's It's a massive credit to him. Yeah, Caleb Warren told me last week, he said we were in the middle of a practice and a safety came in on a blitz and looked up through the helmet and went, I have no idea who I'm blocking. Don't know who it is. Yeah, I mean, that's that's wild. <laughs> yeah. Yet, they've made it work. And, yeah. and, and, they've, and I think this is the part that Dabo would struggle with based on that answer that Kiffin does not struggle with. Like the Trigg thing. Kiffin could have been really stubborn about Michael Trigg. No, no, I evaluated him. I wanted him. We got him. It was a big deal. I made it a big deal. And by God, I'm going to make this work. As opposed to going, it didn't work. I mean, whatever's going on with Ashim. Yeah. Same thing. The Texas A&M wide receiver. Uh, do, you know how, do you know how badly he would love this week for Chris Marshall to be out there running all oh. over Texas A&M on so many levels? Do you know how? If, Think if, that wouldn't open up Miss's offense that you couldn't bracket Trey Harris? A a dialed in, a dialed in Chris Marshall in this offense. I mean, my God, with Trey Harris and Jordan Watkins and woo, yeah, 
and throw Trig in there as some tight end depth where you yeah. could do some two tight end stuff, be a rolling ball of butcher knives. Mm-hmm. But it didn't work. And he said that the other day. You 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 you're gonna you're have guys. You got. You're gonna have guys that don't buy in. Yeah. They, it, that he's learned that in this. You you bring them in and it's more than football. And yeah. and when it doesn't work, you got to get them out. Yeah. That's adapting. Yeah. Podcast brought to you by the Almost Athletics Foundation. Basketball season tickets on sale. Men's and women's. Women's as cheap as $50. Baseball renewals and season tickets on sale as well. And then single game Ole Miss football tickets. Um, I think the uh, VIP packages are out for the Tadpad game that's coming up the night before ULM football in November against Sam Houston. But it's the only way to watch the game. It's not on TV. It's not being streamed. you got to be in the arena at Tadsmith Coliseum so you can get general admission tickets now as well. For all those things, OleMissTicks.com. Southern Traditions Farm is a 68-acre, 32-stall upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails. A lot offered at Southern Traditions, including horseback riding offerings uh, from beginner lessons to advanced to competing in nationally recognized competitions. It's also a uh, great venue for events, corporate outings, things of that nature. So get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Would you like some peace of mind knowing that your roof is taken care of? Whether you need an inspection, a new roof, or a maintenance program, Riverland Roofing has you covered home or business as a GAF master elite contractor. They can offer warranties that last a lifetime. Licensed and insured, Riverland Services Mississippi and its surrounding states. Text or call Riverland today at 662-644-4297. Are you ready for the ultimate college experience? Welcome to College Town Oxford, your new home away from home. Uh, They know you want the best. That's exactly what they offer. No more long commutes or missing out on campus events at Ole Miss. College Town Oxford is right next door to the Ole Miss campus, offering spacious two, three, four, and five-bedroom cottages, each with individual leases because they believe in flexibility and simplicity. Their incredible amenities will make you feel like you're living in a resort, whether it's a weekend binge-watching session or hosting the best game day parties. You'll do it in comfort and style, cheering on the Rebels with your friends. Uh, the community is designed to give you the perfect blend of comfort and convenience. So uh, grab your friends, pick out your favorite floor plan, and reserve it today at collegetownoxford.com. Text their VIP list today to be the first to know when their leasing for fall 2024 is open at 662-300-3733. Podcast is brought to you by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C, service people across rural communities, two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. I've got it home as well. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662-238-3159, phone service, phone controls, network security, and much more. That's 662-238-3159. Had a... Uh, Statement come out yesterday that a certain offensive coordinator will not return next season. Brian Ferenz, time in Iowa uh, City. Yes, it's over. They needed to silence that. The athletic director, Beth uh, Getz, announced on Monday in a statement, interim athletics director, mm-hmm. quote, after conversations with head coach Kirk Ferenz, coach Brian Ferenz, President Wilson, I informed Brian that our intention is for him to be with us to the bowl game, but this is his last season with the program. Making this known today is the best interest of the program and its loyal fans. It provides clarity during this pivotal time in the schedule. There's no doubt about that. 
So he's in court. It is not my practice to be involved in assistant coaching decisions and certainly not to be made public in such a change during a season. Our priority is to put all of our student athletes in the best position to have both short-term and long-term success on and off the field. Our football team has a group of outstanding young men and talented athletes who at 6-2 and two have a lot to play for. As a former athlete, I know every opportunity to put on the jersey is a cherished one. As Hawkeyes, let us continue to support our coaches, our student athletes, in their pursuit of a Big Ten championship and bowl game victory. I guess she's no longer thinking they can win the national title because that was not included Looks in like goals that's out. for the yeah. rest of the season. Looks like that's out. Bad, bad call cost us that shot at the title. She opened with uh, anyone who loves Iowa football recognizes both the success and challenges that have brought attention to our program this season. Our struggles on offense, coupled with the offensive coordinator's contract, make a make a unique situation. That's true. I mean, I don't have a problem with anything she said. No. Now Kirk can say to his wife, "Hey, I didn't fire him. <laughs> that was Beth. Talk to I mean, Beth she did it. it. <laughs> Bitch at her. I mean, she's an interim. She just got here. I mean, makes mistakes sometimes. It just makes me sick. I, I was, went in and argued. Okay? I was going to give him a new deal. I mean, we're going ten and two. I mean. Come on. He didn't call for a fair catch, honey. He's hurting his own legacy by this. He is. He's destroying his own legacy. Well, there's legacy. a lot of people that think he's retiring at the end of the year. That is strong scuttle. It's been Iowa's OC since 2017. Was the OL coach from 2012 to 2016 and added run game coordinator responsibilities in 2015. Yeah. Run game coordinator, a good title that you get to <laughs> increase your salary a bit yeah. along the way. Salary is reduced by fifty thousand dollars to eight hundred and fifty thousand this year, and he received performance objectives as we have previously mentioned: yes. seven wins, twenty-five points per game. Iowa currently averaging nineteen and a half points per game, which is one hundred twentieth nationally. So there are ten worst offenses in the SEC in the think, in, in the nation. I think Iowa. I saw two of them in one day. <laughs> <laughs> All that was missing was the uniform colors in the conference, wasn't it? Yeah. You could have thought you were at an Iowa game. Yeah. And they said, hey, this is Iowa and Northwestern. Okay. Yeah. I would have Sweet. bought it. I mean, they lost Cade McNamara. I think you just got to give him some opportunities. I mean, you got, got, got adversity, got stuff. I wonder if the stadium beer at Iowa is good. They serve beer in Iowa? I don't know. They're 132nd nationally in third downs and 127th nationally in time of possession. Oof. Do you know how good Phil Parker is? Oh, dude. They are 127th in time of possession. I mean, have you Meaning watched? Meaning Parker's you, on the field all day. Have you watched their defense? Yeah. I, I always wonder what the hell practice must look like. <laughs> like, I'd actually like to go to an Iowa practice. Hey, we're scrimmaging today. Good, good on good. I mean, where Parker has to go, hey, what do you think? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think we're okay, but. <laughs> I mean, we keep playing a middle school team. I told you it's my favorite thing because I wonder if like in in the fall in fall camp when they're talking to Kirk and they go, hey, how'd the scrimmage go? Who, who, who won? Oh, the defense won. The defense won today. <laughs> <laughs> we did some good things. Got three or four first downs. Move the football a little there in the in the latter half of it. It's all good. Oh, Lions won last night. Yep. Knocked off the Raiders. Very frustrated Devontae Adams. Very frustrated. They think he might have played his final game. 
as a Raider last night. I don't know what his contract situation is, but I would think he would have some trade value. Uh, Gibbs had a big game last night for Detroit. Yeah, Detroit's good. Bounce back from that really bad loss. 26-14 over the Raiders. NBA trade last night. Yeah. We'll get into that a little tomorrow. Harden uh, headed to L.A. To the Clippers. Yep. Thunder involved in this? Thunder were involved yeah. in this, yeah. They they included a 2026 Clippers pick. For something. In exchange for a 2027 Clippers swap and something else. Okay. And then uh, in the World Series, Texas um, 3-1 last night in Arizona to take a 2-1 lead in the series. Rangers are 9-0 and on the road this postseason. Oh, game four tonight. Is it still Chase Bank? I don't, know what, I don't know what it's called now. Okay. I've been there. I have to. Yeah. I think that's I think that's right. Well, at least it was right at some point. So, yeah. Texas 3-1. Been a well-played series so far. It's going to be chilly tonight. You uh you getting out? Oh, it'll be out. it'll be a party. Um people everywhere. Yeah. I I'm I'm kind of excited. I like Halloween. I like it's Halloween fun. too. Yeah, it's all good. Um I do wonder if the cold weather will have a smaller crowd than usual. Could I don't be. know that, but I just kind of wonder a little bit. No, I, I like uh, but yeah, I like Halloween a lot. Yeah, all in on that. Um, gonna be what's it in the twenties today? Dress up today. Dress up day at school. You could wear a Halloween costume to school today. What's she dress up as? Uh, a witch today, and she's doing like one of those blow up cat things tonight for the actual trick or treating. Um, was Batgirl at the uh, trunk or treat on Sunday at the church? So. Let's see what we're looking at. Typically, do a lot of costume changes. What time's trick or treating? Is about six o'clock. About six thirty. All right, so forty-eight degrees at six. Okay. Forty-four at seven. Mm. You're done by eight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Forty-two at eight. Oh, we're okay. Yeah, it's, it's per- not like twenty-two. I would argue it's perfect. No, that's pretty good. Throw a hoodie on and we'll get on with your day. Yeah, you'll be all right. Yeah, no, you'll be all right. Okay, that's fine. That's fair. So. No, no chance of rain. It's sunny outside. Yeah, it's a perfect day for it. Um, Halloween tonight. Uh, we'll recap that for you tomorrow. I'm sure something dumb will happen in college football today that we'll talk. Also, uh, tomorrow, I guess what has become NPW Digital Political Correspondent, Austin Barber, joining us in the morning. We could do a segment with him regarding Mississippi's upcoming gubernatorial election, which I think is going to be pretty close. Um, so we'll talk to uh, Austin about that, the dynamics around that. Voter turnout, which is interesting, too, in a year that is not a national election of, of note. So uh, that and more coming up on tomorrow's show. Jeffrey joining us on Thursday. Got plenty more coming. Ole Miss and A&M Saturday at 11 a.m. So uh, we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you tomorrow. Stay safe.